You're listening to the Pocketville Podcast, a safe place for people like you and me to have conversations about things that matter without the fear of being judged or condemned. My name is Luke, and I'm glad to have you tune in. I hope that this episode will encourage, comfort, and inspire you. So, if that's something you're cool with, we'll jump right in. Are you ready? Alright, let's go. everyone. Alright, so let's start with the basics. You're beginning to adult and you're spreading your little adulting wings. But the thing is, you don't know where to fly or how to fly, (laughs) right? And it's okay because I'm your guy, right? Okay, I don't know why that rhymed. But anyway, we all know there are different websites and blogs and YouTube videos out there that you could watch to help you figure out this adulting season. It can cover things from laundry to taxes, interview skills, and everything in between. But I guess it's sometimes hard to figure it out for us as Malaysians. We don't have much content that fills the web compared to the countless coverage that the Western countries tend to get. And that's no fault of Malaysian content creators, it's just the algorithm kind of points us in the other direction. So that's not always the fault of content creators, right? I'm not calling them out. But I would like to try to help put out more content that can maybe shift the algorithm back to us a little bit and maybe help you if you are entering into your 20s and you're starting this adulting journey. I want to help you understand some of the basics about how to adult. Now, of course, this isn't professional advice and I know that You may listen to this in a future that isn't the same as right now. That's fine. But these are just some things that I've learned, and I had to figure it out. Anyway, I don't want to waste your time, so let's get started. Number one. The first thing you might want to do is know where you are, and also know where you're going to go. Now here's the thing. Your life is going to be different. Really different. From others, and from what you expect it to be. And that's why this is the first thing. Because you're going to have to figure out who you are as a person and where you are on multiple different facets. Firstly, are you a person that is hardworking? Maybe you are disciplined or lazy. Maybe you're resilient. Or perhaps you need to be more calm. Another aspect of this would be your finances. You may not have a job yet, and that's totally fine, but you would still need to figure out how much you have in the bank, right? How much do you spend each month? What about the bills that you cover at home? Are you going to rent a place? These are some important questions to ask yourself, even before you get a job. Thirdly, what about your relationships and friendships? Are the people you hang out with chill? Are they encouraging? Do you feel like they're helping you move forward in life, or are they dragging you down? Lastly, what about your health? Do you need insurance? Most people actually do, right? What about a primary care doctor, right? A clinic nearby, someone who can 
be trusted with your health checkups as the years go by. There are obviously other aspects, but you get the idea. Figuring out where you are will help you set a course to get to where you want to go. Tip number two, clean up your room and your life. Now, you may be staying with your family now, which is totally fine. After all, renting your own place is crazy. But clean up the rooms that you have control over. Grab a big box to put old and worn out clothes that you're not going to wear. Grab another big box for random things you want to recycle. Maybe even clear out anything in your room that you don't want to use or think that you would like to donate. There are various charities out there that you can donate to. You can even sell it as pre-loved items on Facebook or apps like Carousel. But I get this principle from Dr. Jordan Peterson. By cleaning up your room, you're trying to set a environment that you are able to thrive, the environment of a person who you want to be. And I think that's a good thing. This is a good habit to start off with. All right, tip number three, set rules to keep things tidy. Now this follows after step number two, because once you finish cleaning up, you can't just let it get messy again, right, in the next two weeks. Perhaps have a laundry routine and make sure to keep the clothes nice and tidy at the corner because when you get work started, you're gonna wish that you had your office attire ironed out and ready without having someone else in the house to do it for you. Also, speaking of office clothes, you might want to get a few and this could be something that you can do as a stepping stone to upgrading your style and improve your fashion sense. And don't spend too much cash on that upgrade, by the way. You want to put a limit on it. You don't want to have too many clothes and basically you threw out a whole bunch of clothes and now you're replacing it with a new batch. I think some people would call it living minimalistically. For every one item you buy, discard, donate, or sell another. And I think that's a pretty neat trick. Okay, tip number four, start a budget. Yes, I know every old uncle and auntie has said this before, but trust me, you'll thank me for this, right? I never thought I'd be interested in finance and investing, but I know that it is something that will benefit me and my loved ones when I read up on it and I do certain practices that turn into habits. So this will look like starting a budget for every month. How much will you need for food? What about transport? Do you drive? What about public transport? How much will you need for entertainment, Spotify and such? And what about bills at home? Can you cover some of the bills that your parents pay? Now you want to make sure that the budget you set is sustainable for the lifestyle that you want or that you can afford at the time. Clear out any unused subscriptions and unnecessary costs. Now you have to decide if the subscriptions you have are useful or not. If they're not useful, then you don't have to use them. Whether it's excessive insurance plans, streaming platforms that you don't use, or monthly gaming subscriptions as well. The list is endless, but make sure that your list isn't endless. Insurance is important for many, but that doesn't mean you need to cover every single disease and every single medical procedure out there. Be realistic and discuss this with your loved ones, insurance agents, and even your doctor. But start with a budget, and that will be a game changer. Tip number five, 
choose a bank that actually gives you interest on your savings. Now, you're going to have to sit down for this because it might get confusing for many of us because it got really confusing for me. <laughs> so imagine this, you've got cash in your hand and that cash is basically paper with a number printed on it, 5, 10, 20, whatever. Now, the paper itself isn't really valuable. It's only valuable as the goods and services that it can buy. So here's the crazy bit. Number on the paper does not change. If it's 5 today, it's 5 tomorrow. And it will be 5 in 10 years time. That's what's going to be printed on the paper for life. But the things that it can buy will change. So let's say you're at a coffee shop downtown. You get a small cup of coffee, and right on the dot, five bucks is the cost. But want to hear a grandfather story? When I was a kid, that same five bucks could get me a bowl of noodles and a cup of coffee. And that's crazy. That's what they call inflation. And how do you balance inflation? You want to make the value of your cash increase over time. If it's on paper, it won't increase in value because the number printed on the paper isn't going to change. But if you put it into a bank or investments, that's where it increases with something called interest rates. We all know about that. We learned it in math in high school. But you basically want to make sure that your interest rates can battle inflation in your country. But you also don't want to get too greedy. You got to be smart about this. Your banks should have a certain amount of interest coming in, but you also want to use fixed deposits and so on and so forth. Other services that your bank may have, but you want to make sure that it's safe. You've got also low risk investments such as money market funds and trust funds, all that kind of stuff. Was it trust funds? I don't know. But anyway, those are still able to earn interest. So your money increases in value over time. However, you also want to be careful because some banks do give you a lot of interest, but they also have a lot of fees that you have to pay every year. Some banks charge an annual fee or card fees, so you want to be careful with that, right? Now, also speaking about cards, probably not a good idea to get a credit card just yet. You want to be able to control your impulses and not buy everything that you see, and then later on when you think that actually you do need it, then I think that would be something you have to consider. But at the beginning of your adulting journey, I think it's best to hold off on that one. Okay, tip number six, set up an account for EPF, social security and employee insurance. In Malaysia, that's called KWSP, per keso, I guess, pekiso, I don't know, but it's spelled P-E-R-K-E-S-O. So this is the two branches that handle all of that employee benefits stuff. Now, why am I talking about this? Because you'll eventually have to get one anyway. These accounts are to make sure that you have benefits and cash stored for you as you are working so that you can retire and have some savings from the amount of money you earn as you work. Some companies will help you set all of this up but if you can start once you graduate, then things will be set in motion before you even get started with work. 
The beauty about it is that you can contribute to your EPF, for example, on your own, right? Even if you don't have an employer yet, you can self-contribute to that. And again, you can have the benefits of earning interest and, just as I mentioned before, interest battles inflation. Tip number seven, create a emergency fund. This is a term that not many people actually know about, but if you do, that's good. Likewise to number six, this is also important. Now here's why. Remember 2020? Yeah, it was chaos. <laughs> many people didn't know the pandemic would last so long. And I think many people struggled because they didn't know how important it was to have an emergency fund. For many of us, we thought that the pandemic was something for the other countries, right? It wasn't really affecting us at the time, but then it came to our front doors and it happened to us. <laughs> so a good rule of thumb is to save six to eight months of expenses, your expenses, to ensure that if anything drastic does happen, for example, a pandemic or maybe a potential disease or disability, you have enough funds to last through that tough time, right? Typically, that's six to eight months. But of course, you can save less or you can save more, right? That all depends on your capability. Tip number eight, intentionally plan out your life and legacy. I know, it's weird. You're about to get started on adulting and I'm telling you about your legacy. But I'm sure you're already thinking about these things, whether it's late at night with your buddies and you're talking about the deep questions of life, or maybe you're on your own and you're just stuck with your thoughts. Whatever it is, it's good to know what you're hoping for in the future. There's a saying that I think is from Stephen Covey. It goes like this. You want to work with the end goal in mind. And in a sense, this is what you should be doing, right? With your adulting season. You want to start working on your adult life with your end goal in mind, your legacy. What do you want to leave behind? And of course, it might not be the same in five years time. It could very well change, but it's still a good place to start. Each day can have its own structure and maybe you can have a longer timeline to look at things as well. What schedule do you want to have on the weekdays? What about the weekends? Do you want to get started on some apps that could help you be productive? Things like a Google Calendar or a note-taking app like Evernote. And then you can also branch out into a one-year period. What do you want to accomplish in one year? What about two years or three? Now, this is all kind of nitty-gritty, but you want to have at least some structure in your days so that they don't blend together, right? And you can also get work done. As you strive to achieve those goals for your one-year mark or even your two-year mark. All right, tip number nine. And this is going to be a rapid, random fire set of tips. First one, create a CV. You're going to have countless templates online that you can find and you can choose which one that suits you best, right? That you prefer. For me, I like those templates that have a page limit, specifically one page limit, because I want to make sure that everything that I want my interviewer to know is there, summarized, short and sweet, so that they can find out what they need to find out without having to go through a lot of fluff, right? A lot of extra unnecessary words and phrases. 
this is also a good thing because your interviewer may be going through millions. Okay, maybe not millions, but hundreds of CVs coming at them. So they're going to be tired. So if they find one that's neat and tidy and easy to read, then I think that's going to leave a lasting impression. Of course, when looking at CVs and making one, you want to be careful of typos, alignment, font size, and color schemes. You want to be careful with those things. And of course, when you land your interview, congrats, <laughs> all right? But you want to practice beforehand because I think that's something a lot of people would find helpful as they prepare for that. Next one, create different passwords for different accounts. You want to be careful with using the same password for different platforms and accounts, right? You want to make sure that everything is secure and confidential. If you can't memorize all of them, that's okay. You can always write them on a piece of paper or store it somewhere safe. Another one, learn how to change a car and check the hood. Also, take down important contacts, right? If you're staying on your own, you want to know where's the nearby police station. Where's the nearest repairman or repairwoman shop? Where's the nearest clinic? Is there any insurance agents or cleaner services nearby? All of these things are important to know. Of course, later when you start growing a business and things like that, if that's in your future, you want to also have an accountant and a lawyer contact for yourself as well. The next one, learn to tie a tie. I still don't know how to do this. But if you can do it, hey, why not? Also, have formal wear and office wear, like I mentioned before. Get a toolbox. Learn how to cook. It'll save you a ton of money. Learn coping mechanisms for stress. Certain behaviors and habits that can help you release stress at the end of the day. Learn time management. Build your EQ by identifying social situations and adjust your body language and words accordingly. Fix your posture, eat healthy, and exercise regularly. Yes, we all know this, and yes, we don't do it as often as we should. Next one, back up every single piece of important data. Another one, learn how to ask for help. In this journey, a lot of us are going to make mistakes and get caught off guard. We're going to need some help along the way, and that's okay, right? That's not a bad thing. So learn how to reach out to those around you for help. Last but not least, learn a passive income skill. Maybe two. You know how it is. Multiple streams of income are better than one. Side hustles are great, and they can help you with managing your finances. But of course, you want to make sure that this is done in moderation. Don't let it overload your system and cause burnout. And coming in at number 10 on this list, Create space for God, right? Now, I assume you're a Christian listening in. If you're not, that's okay. I'm glad that you're here. But this is something that I think would be very helpful for all of us as we begin our adulting journey, right? Having that space for God is important because whether you're working or you're trying to make a name for yourself, if you're thinking about all the productivity tips and everything else, it doesn't really matter in light of eternity because, as many of us would say, we have a soul and that soul is timeless. And you want to make sure that you're having quality time with God, the creator of who you are and what you were meant to do in your life. 
This can look like meditating and worshipping every morning or reading the Bible at breakfast. But whatever you do, spend time with him whenever you can, because if you really think about it, that's what really matters. After some time, nobody's going to make sure you pray and read your Bible. It's gonna be on you. If reading too much, for some of us, that's the case. For me, that was the case. And if that's something that you're struggling with, get an audio Bible. Pray about the small things instead of the big ones. When you start with the small things, then eventually the big ones will come too. Learn more about Jesus. And what is he like? What did he do? What does he say in his word? And whether you're a Christian or not, adulting will be tough. But having him by your side and having that ultimate purpose of glorifying God and doing good things for those around you and yourself, that's something that you won't regret. And so if you are still trying to figure out this whole Christian thing, find a good church that teaches the Bible and has the character to show for it. Too many churches are either focused on teaching all these big abstract philosophies and things we call doctrine and all that kind of stuff, but they don't really have a kind of biblical backbone for how they live and serve in a community. Now, of course, you also don't want to go to the other extreme, right, where they are just not learning anything. <laughs> so you want to be careful of both. And also serve in that church, right? Donate to other Christian organizations and charities and missions work. Everyone has a role to play. And many of these Christian organizations need your help and support. And so who knows, maybe that would be giving some of your financial support, or it could be volunteering, giving your time and energy during the holidays and weekends. But you never know how you can change their lives when you do so. Okay, it's time to wrap this up. I hope that this was helpful to you wherever you are in your adulting journey. Do let me know what you think and which piece of advice was helpful, which one wasn't. And of course, when all is said and done, I hope this episode has been helpful, right? And has given you an idea or two on how to grow in your walk with Christ and to love others selflessly. Also, thank you for trusting me with your time. Now, this episode is coming to an end. But the conversation doesn't have to. You can always hit me up on Instagram at a pocketful of grace. If you want to check out the other stuff that I put out, you can go to my YouTube channel or my Patreon page, where you can get exclusive content and also support these projects that I work on. Everything that I do is to encourage and comfort you through your faith journey. If this has blessed you, maybe you can share it with a loved one. Or you can choose to partner with me via some of the options down below in the show notes. Because together, we can do amazing things for God's glory and for the good of others. But until next time, take care, God bless, and don't forget to have a pocket full of grace wherever you are. Peace. Hey, what are you still doing here? The episode is over. Um, everyone's gone home and everything's packed up for the day. I'm not sure what you're expecting to hear. Um, 
But since you're here, I was wondering if you could help me out with something. You see, wherever you're listening in from, it would mean a lot if you could leave an honest review of the podcast. It does help create an algorithm thingy that will help others find the podcast so they can be encouraged and comforted as well. But not only that, I appreciate all the feedback that you have given me as this helps me understand and learn to serve you and others out there. Because there are many people in our world that are hurting, and if just one person is comforted through these conversations, that would mean the world to me. So I'm truly thankful for every review that comes my way. But in any case, I'll see you soon. Bye.